0: And sustainability is about a slightly different approach, just saying I operate in a way that leaves a very minimal impact on the planet and uh, is we are able to look into the future without having destroyed what we have. This is the
1: Rapaport Diamond Podcast, and now your host, Avi Kravitz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rapport Diamond Podcast. My name is Avi Kravitz. I'm the Senior Analyst at Rappaport. Today is our 50th episode, actually, of the, of the podcast. It's somewhat of a milestone. Um, thank you for joining us again. And we have a very interesting and honored guest today following the launch of De Beers' annual insight report, which is always a, um, a highly anticipated report um, each year. Uh, our guest today is Esther Oberbeck, who is the Senior Vice President of Strategy, Analytics and Insights at De Beers and largely responsible for um, for overseeing the production and publication of that report. So welcome and thank you for joining us, Esther. It's great to see you again.
0: It's my pleasure and thank you very much for having me on.
1: Well, it's, it's certainly timely and uh, the report was was published yesterday and was a big launch and uh, there was a webinar and um, the report is is available fairly widely and and certainly through the De Beers um, platforms. And it deals with the issue of sustainability and and really it kind of answered for us the age-old question, can a sustainable diamond um, sell for a premium over a non-sustainable diamond or, or a a diamond that's not shown to be um, sustainable. So that was very exciting for us. What prompted um, De Beers to tackle this important subject of sustainability?
0: Well, uh, De Beers has tackled, uh, I think, this um, these issues of sustainability for some time. Uh, I would say, you know, decades have uh, done immense amount of work in um, making sure that we have aspects of ethical consumerism already incorporated in all we do. Also because stakeholders have always uh, asked us and have worked with us to make sure that aspects of sustainability are at the forefront of what the BS does. But I think the question here is, why dedicate this entire report you know, to this issue now? There is no doubt that, that we are at a, at a very specific point in time as far as sustainability trends are concerned. ESG factors have come to the forefront of so many businesses and uh, organizations. You see this reflected in this Google search uh, chart that we published in the report, where simply searches for ESG uh, and, and uh, similar, similar sustainability-related uh, searches have gone through the roof, You know, exponential growth Huge interest also from, from the investment community and from NGOs, scientists. It's become really a center stage, you know, for organizations right now. So it was very important to bring this together, you know, all the effort that's already gone, you know, for so long in the industry at the beers uh, and, you know, the changes that are happening and that tipping point around how consumers are seeing it.
1: Right. I mean, it's certainly been a, a hot topic of a discussion in the, within the trade over the last year or two or more, or more in fact. Maybe um, though we can take a step back and just deal with some definitions for our listeners who who might not be as engrossed in these issues as, as, um, as we claim to be. What is meant by sustainability and what does ESG stand for? And maybe if you can clarify What is the scope of elements that encompass um, sustainability for the trade?
0: Thank you. It's a great reminder because I think we do use uh, words all the time without defining exactly what they mean and people might uh, just be confused. ESG, first of all, is a relatively new term that has appeared uh, of late um, and especially for the investment community, meaning environmental, social and governance issues. It really deals with issues of transparency, with impact on society, impact on the planet. And the issue of carbon and global warming is, is wrapped up in that as well. I think the, everything that has to do with that environmental impact, such as diver- biodiversity, and in the social aspect as well, issues of equality, gender equality, women empowerment. So there is a lot you know, that is wrapped up in this in this definition. And sustainability is about a slightly different approach, just saying I operate in a way that leaves a very minimal impact on the planet and uh, is we are able to look into the future without having destroyed what we have. And in fact, you can even make a positive one in the way you operate by leaving behind you know, a more positive impact, be it on society, be it on, on the environment itself. I hope this clarifies a little bit what we mean by sustainability and ESG factors.
1: I think it's important because I think we do um also from an editorial point of view tend to throw out these sort of um terms and uh, and make the assumption that, uh, that that people understand it. Although the reports seem to show that consumers there is a growing awareness of these issues in among consumers and particularly young consumers in their purchasing habits, is that something that they're conscious of or, you know, in terms of the greater scope of things or there specific issues that, um, you know, some consumers looking for environmental factors that the product or the branding is focused around and others on social and there's a streamlining of causes that different consumers um, are are, um, attracted to.
0: I don't think consumers use terminology such as, you know, ESG. <laughs> right. <We also> ESG <laughs> I, mean, I don't right. think that that's, uh, you know, how they approach it. I think this is a very, very important point. What they are seeing around the world, they are experiencing things. They are experiencing climate change. They are experiencing issues of inequality and gender equality. They care about certain things and have certain values that they are trying to express through everything they do and also what they consume. So when speaking to them, it is about these values. You know, the terminology can sit in the background and we use the terminology to to display the results of what we see, but that's not how consumers are uh, actually expressing themselves. They are expressing themselves through what they care about and what they care about fit very closely and very neatly into the concepts of sustainability and ESG today.
1: Right. And some of the findings of the report were, were quite surprising, I think certainly to, to the reader, um, but uh, I understand also to you that, um, you know, one of the aspects is that the report found is that sustainability sort of ranks on par with price and design in terms of the important factors when buying a diamond and piece of jewelry. Can you maybe expand on that and 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 talk a bit about how that um, what was the questioning to come to that finding and and was that a surprising result for you?
0: Um, you are right, so we have found, and this is one of the top findings in the report that consumers already place sustainability issues alongside price and design when uh, selecting natural diamonds so We expected, to be honest, these to be important, you know, and the way we asked the question, we gave them 13 different factors to rank and prioritize, but we didn't ask this directly. We asked them uh, throughout the research to choose on sort of three areas, say, what's more important, what's neutral and what's least important to you. And through the combinations of these, so we di- it's not a, um, you know, rank it. So, because we didn't want the rational side, which is always going to say, you know, these are very important to me, because it must be. It's issues of environment, it's issues of society. Right. I am a good person, I must place it high on the <laughs> ranking. We didn't want that to be the case. So the technique used was to really, um, it's uh, something that Globescan, our research partner, Has done before is is really to ask in different ways so that the responses are then uh, collated in the right order. So and what we found is quality is absolute paramount is number one in all markets and uh, I think it's almost like a given you have to have the quality you're looking for. But then protection of the environment came before price and design in the ranking and the global ranking and then. Fair treatment of workers and uh, conflict resourcing were the other two. Was that a surprise? I think the strength of it and the fact that each, all the countries, all the seven countries we researched in, uh, there were the US, China, India, South Africa, the UK, France and Italy. All of these countries had uh, the same kind of strength you know for these uh, for these factors. I think that was more for me the surprising that there was so little difference across these geographies
1: that is interesting, and I think it'll surprise a lot of our our listeners because in my conversations with the trade and and I think particularly retailers you know they'll say to me that you know consumers come into our store and it's really all about price and so so the question is the practicality of those findings, does it translate to the, the purchasing decisions? You know, as you said, it's, it's easy to, um, to rank things on a, on a survey, but are we seeing that in their purchasing decisions? Was a discussion with the sellers of diamonds part of the, of the survey or was it just a consumer focused um, thing?
0: Yeah, so I think you raise, you know, the key question, you know, how does this translating practice for those actually selling, you know, when people are not asking and not, not using the language, you know, as I said, you know, very few consumers would actually use this kind of language going into sustainability or ESG going into a store. But there is a purchase journey. And that purchase journey is the more important the diamond, the more important the occasion, the more research and preparation goes into it. And I think consumers are quite clear. They are looking for this type of information for this type of proof and evidence of uh, sustainability factors, you know, when they are searching the diamonds and they are not finding it. That's what I was going to come back to, you know. So they are not going to a store and talk about things they are not finding but they are on a a journey of search. The other very, very important factor here is they're already behaving in a certain way. You know, they are buying products with sustainability credentials in other categories and also in jewelry, especially the young consumers are very attuned to that. And I think there are brands already in the market that have quite a uh, a good um, proposition in terms of, uh, you know, sourcing, in terms of where things come from, and uh, conflict resourcing, for example, but also provenance. So, you know, these, these are brands that are already out there and selling mm-hmm. and selling for premiums. So that behavior already exists. It's just that it's not being... I think that we shouldn't uh, confuse, you know, this uh, sort of saying, the terminology we have used, the ESG, et cetera, with the way people express themselves. I think David Prager, our communications and brand director, expresses it very well. People are trying to align their values with what they are they are purchasing. And jewelry is important and they are going to to do so. There is another very important point here. This research and the way um, people claim or you know sort of say they are going, that's how they, they search for diamonds and how much they are prepared to pay in terms of premium. Wow. You may not see this immediately, but we have found that over time, these things become a reality. So this is also predictive. And so I'm confident that this will be more and more important. So I think the real question here for the listeners, perhaps, is, you know, how do I make this a reality? You know, how do I attract this with, with the right language, with the right proposition, the right brand? Uh, I think it's a, it's a question that the trade will have to ask themselves, you know, right. uh, and if they are not already doing so, because many are, I know.
1: Right. You bring up the, the point about branding. And, um, and I, w- I was going to ask that because it seems that um, a lot of the messaging would be built into the brand messaging or that a lot of the sustainability factors are built into the brand's messaging. And so, um you know, our consumers responding just to the brand, and so they have a, a trust in that brand already and assume that the the sustainability and ESG um, elements are part of the branding? Or is it a, a more a broader discussion that um, the non-branded companies are also a part of and and it's the specific? sort of sustainability search that, um, that consumers are, are responding to?
0: It is uh, both. It's branded and definitely also for those that have their own brands, store brands, or no brands. Consumers have told us they are looking for evidence, and that evidence, when they told us, could be certification, so it's not necessarily brand. It could be um, a third-party verification. It could be um, an expert view and they pay attention to signals out there, but they pay attention also to what the retailer says in store, and they pay attention to what's on the website of of retailers and and the brands themselves. So there is, of course, more, you know, the trusting brands that they are doing the right thing is very, very important. But the point, really specific point here is that there is a gap between what people want to see and what they actually see. So they've told us very well, You know, I don't see what I would like to see in terms of uh, supporting, you know, communities where diamonds come from. I don't see enough of empowerment of women and girls and gender equality efforts. I don't see enough proof of supporting the environment and, you know, protecting, maximizing uh, environmental protection. And um, that's missing, you know, whether it's brand or non-brand, uh, I think it applies to both, and the more they see that, these were important factors to consumers in this research. So the more they see that, the, the more they feel at ease, and will create that trust with the brand and trust with the retailer selling selling the product.
1: Right. S- certainly, there there is a shift towards more branding within the within the industry, and I think it's still in its infancy. The the branded aspect of diamonds and and, and diamond jewelry, but um. We have seen an increase in the ESG messaging, and I think, and, and certainly from uh, you know, we've, we've seen it from De Beers as well.
0: Uh, can I just say about brands because this is a very interesting. Um, first of all, there is no doubt that you know the younger people are much more attuned to brands than uh, was the older generation for diamonds in in the US and elsewhere. I mean, much even more so, uh, you know, in China. So the brand plays a, a hugely important role, you know, in, in communicating these. I just want to tell a small story. You know, I have uh, friends who were looking for, you know, a special occasion, and I was helping them and and wanted to direct these friends towards brands that had, you know, what I perceived to be very strong credentials in in sustainability. So I, you know, I every brand I could think of, I just, you know did my search, I was, I was actually shocked, you know, most websites don't even mention any of this at all, right? Mm. And these are brands, right? So you, you there were some doing really, really well, don't get me wrong. And these are the ones right. that I, that, uh, you know, recommended to my friends, but I was surprised because there is so much available, you know, and the reports I hope make this so tangible for people, right. they will find the information they are looking for. And they can start already, you know, enriching the communication about everything that is already so positive, you know, in the industry. And I am sure this will support people's decision and confidence, you know, in, in buying from their brand or their, you know, their outlet.
1: Right. I mean, at the same time, the the report sort of emphasized that the industry is is kind of ahead of the game in terms of its ESG practices and um And the structures that are in place, I mean, we've we've seen so much happening in this area over the last few years.
0: That's exactly right. So, you know, the opportunity is just waiting to be grabbed, right? So consumers say, I want to see this. The industry has already done so much. It's a question of just linking it now. And hopefully the report gives, you know, the industry some of those um, tools. Those links and tools where they can right. start uh, thinking about it mm. I think that is so important because it's such a low hanging fruit you know that is uh, that is there for the taking right now it gives you it gives you competitive advantage, it creates trust and 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 generally is is very positive you know there is mm-hmm. no downside in doing it and very low cost associated with that
1: right so so even if it's not a branded company there there is a there is a, or, or even if the consumer is not coming into the store and asking for it, it's a great selling tool for retailers to use to install that trust.
0: I'm sorry, I was just saying, yeah, retailers and the suppliers to retailers as well, right? We're talking about the whole value chain because if you are a supplier right. and you come in and say, look, you know, I've got this, you know, this communication or, you know, in what I'm selling to you, you know, has this strong provenance or whatever it is that people are offering. It will also give them the advantage with the retailer the retailer right. will pay attention right so I think that it is a incumbent on the entire chain to be you know, so offering that uh, that link between the very good things the industry has been doing for decades and what the consumer is expecting to see
1: mm. I was going to say that one of the aspects of that um, storytelling is the traceability that um that the the industry has um it's kind of become a, a bit of a buzzword and you're seeing a lot of companies throughout the, the supply chain developing these programs and, and tapping into various technologies to show that their diamond was ethically sourced and traced throughout the supply chain to show that it's contributed to its communities and, and maintain that responsible um, sourcing throughout the supply chain. How important is that traceability aspect um, in sort of setting the tone for for this um, sustainability story? Is it a vital aspect or can you be sustainable without this uh, traceability?
0: What consumers tell us is that they want to see where diamonds come from, okay, and they don't. So it is important. It's very important. And that is particularly important for brands that are looking for repeat purchasing, for brand advocacy. You know, showing where the diamonds come from was a top consideration and one that they didn't see enough of. It's not the only one, you know, and I think, you, you know, there is more to it than just that. And I think what is, from my, the way I see consumers responding to our survey, it has to do but not only with the uh, uh, reassurance of everything is okay. They want to, that positive impact. And this is, I think, something also for everyone to think about. One thing is table states, You know, diamonds come from everything is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with my diamond is one thing. My diamond is making a very positive impact is another. And Gen Z in particular, the very young, very, very attuned to that positive impact that diamonds uh, can make. And I think, you know, thinking about it in these terms really helps. You know, there is the traceability, the provenance is important, you know, should be uh, adopted because eventually all supply chains, and it's not only our industry, most industries will have to have transparent supply chains, but that is uh, just not enough. You know, you have to have that positive impact on biodiversity, on environment, on society and social issues
1: as well. Right. The other aspect of the report um, that sort of stood out for me was the economic aspect of it, that um, as we began this discussion, that there is this, um, that it makes economic sense for, for companies. And we did a big issue on social responsibility for in Rapport Magazine. And we, we were trying to ask the question if a responsibly sourced diamond could sell at a premium. And it was not an easy question to answer. Um, in fact, there was no research that we could draw from to um, to show that. Now we we apparently have <laughs> have that research. But whoever we spoke to has made the point that it's um it's not the ethics that's driving companies and corporations in general, not not specific to the jewelry industry, but also that um, that it's really it makes economic sense. And we're seeing more in investments and sort of lending based on ESG goals that, uh, that, that a company needs to fulfill, et cetera. And so it's really become part of that uh, ecosystem as well. If you can just sort of expand on some of the findings that you um, came across in terms of the premiums that consumers were willing to pay for an ethically sourced diamond.
0: I think that the first thing to to keep in mind is, as you said before, This is a much bigger phenomenon and a much bigger issue than just, you know, diamond and diamond jewelry only. We tried in the research to really probe uh, without actually bringing diamonds or jewelry to consumers initially, just around their behavior in general around sustainable products. And it's clear that the, the younger generations are already preferring and buying and paying premiums for all sorts of products that claim sustainability credentials and um, have, you know, have, are made in a socially or environmentally responsible way. I think that's very important uh, for the credibility of the study because this is not about claims, I will do so, I have an intention to do so. I am already behaving that way. And um, food you know, was number one, and then fashion, and finally jewelry, number three terms of uh, where consumers are already behaving in a certain way Mm -hmm. around uh, sustainable products. At least that's, you know, what they have told us. We see uh, from an economic point of view, as you say, a lot of sectors already benefiting, right? If you think of organic foods, you know, and all the biodynamic type food, it carries considerable premiums. And, you know, it's something that's taken off and delivers quite a lot of value for those producers. So I think, We could establish straight away that this is an actual behavior, it's not future claimed behavior. And so when asked about preference for a natural diamond produced in a socially environmentally responsible way, almost 60% of people said, yeah, that's what I prefer. And 85% of those said, I will definitely or might consider paying a premium for these. And that premium is uh, on average, uh, globally on the order of 15%. And immediately became apparent also that Gen Z younger millennials and even older millennials uh, were valuing that uh, that sustainability credentials higher than the older generation Gen Z uh, X and baby boomers so that I think was to us um, almost a sort of a proof you know and uh, as you say uh, some finally some sort of evidence. Uh, quantitative evidence, I want to say, of you know, how much um, consumers are willing to pay if they see the right things, right? Because this is, this is about potential, right? right? So the potential is there. How to convert that into reality is the challenge that we as, as, as an industry have, but the potential exists. And I think it is all happening now, right? So you know, the action needs to be taken sort of quick, if you will.
1: Right. And and I think it's very much in how the industry approaches presenting these products and how it sells its product. If it's going to sell on price points, it will sell on price points. But if it wants to improve its margins and, sh- and and improve its trust with the consumer and the relationship with the customer, these are the issues that I think um, need to be emphasized. And I think that's really the, the call to action, so to speak, that I gained from the report. And, uh, and I think it was very encouraging. Um, I certainly encourage everyone to read the report. Um, the report can be found on Um There's a report section there. We, we'll put it in the podcast um, story that we publish the podcast with. Thank you. Before we end, I think it's worth noting that there's also a very um, interesting dashboard section um, that the Insight Report always puts in. It's a, it's a summary of uh, De Beers' research of what's happened in the markets across the value chain through the last year. So you, you dealt with 2020 this last year uh, the, in this report.
0: Yeah, in the first half of 2021. Right. And a, a, a small section on the outlook for, for the rest of the year.
1: Right. And so just to end off, what can we expect for, for 2021?
0: Yeah, so we we definitely positive around the U.S. festive season. Uh, there are a lot of uh, organizations publishing their sort of forecasts, and and you know it's everything is looking very strong. Obviously, we are still in October, so you know many things can happen between now and and Christmas. But uh, the outlook is strong for there. I think the rest of the world is still grappling with some issues around COVID and some restrictions but slowly opening up also positive but you know we always keep a cautionary sort of uh, hat on just in case something happens but uh, overall you know it is important that um the retailers prepare for a strong christmas in the us I think. right you don't want to miss out on on a year that promises to be very strong
1: right and again i think it's an opportunity to to stress that sustainability message over the holiday season. Um, and that's a, it's, it's always proved to be a great resource for us, that um, Insight Report. So thank you for publishing it. Thank you for joining us today, um, Esther. It's been a, an insightful conversation and it's been great to talk to you.
0: It's been a pleasure. And I, I hope that people really do uh, a look at the report and Take out the messages. You know they are appropriate for them. There, it's very rich. It has. Uh, it's one of our richest reports in terms of sort of uh, what people can do, the stories people can tell. It's not only from the beers. You know, it's from across uh, the value chain and you know, a number of organizations and producers and others who are doing amazing, amazing work. I think we can all be very proud of our industry and the positive impact it has on society and the planet and there is more ahead a lot of uh, organizations really are having targets and and uh, ambitious targets for the future Both very well so thank you for having me on your podcast
1: it's a great message to end with so thank you esther and thank you everyone for listening and joining us again um, it's a pleasure and we'll we'll see you next time bye
0: bye bye